Welcome to the seventh podcast in the Conscious CEO series. I'm Steve Bowman, and I look forward to spending the next 10 or 11 minutes with you talking about how to use your vision and mission statement to unlock both innovation and strategic advantage within your organisation. It's been a little while since our last podcast, as we've been travelling extensively in the United States and the UK and around Australia, dealing with issues with conscious governance and the conscious CEO, and in particular, talking with organisations about our new book to be launched, Leading Yourself to Money with Consciousness. Have a look at our website on www.lifemastery.com.au and you'll see some details of this new book. This podcast is going to focus on vision and mission and how you as a conscious CEO can truly make strategic use of your vision and mission. First of all, many people have asked us, what's the difference between a vision and a mission? My response is, I really don't care what you call it and I don't get into definitions of what should be in a vision statement and what should be in a mission statement. Most of the literature suggests a vision statement is a statement about values, it's a statement about where you want to be, and the mission statement is a statement about how you're going to get there. But I've seen too many meetings and strategic planning meetings get stuck up on whether something is part of vision or mission. In the end, it doesn't matter. The true vision statement is something that encapsulates the spirit of the organisation, what it's there for, what its purpose in life is, what it should always do, no matter what. What are the most important things that this organisation should always stand for, no matter what? So, what do you do if you don't have a vision or a mission? The first thing is to ask yourself, and usually with a smaller group of people, what are the top three or four or five things that truly encapsulate what our organisation is all about? Is it about quality? Is it about equity? Is it about uh, reaching out in terms of excellence? Is it about leading? What is it all about? What are the key things that the vision statement should let everyone know that the organisation and the CEO and the board hold dear to the purpose of the organisation. So it doesn't matter if it's well crafted or poorly crafted. It doesn't matter if you get the words right. There'll be a certain energy that underlies the feeling behind your vision statement. And the words that encapsulate that energy are the words that are probably most appropriate. So with existing vision statements, if you have one, then read it to yourself and say to yourself, Okay, my vision statement has 10 words, 15 words. It might have 40 words. It might be three sentences long or it might be as short as five or six words. Again, it does not matter. Within your vision statement, there will be two, three, four, maybe five what we call key intents. What are the key intents of your vision statement? For example, communicare which is a family and employment services organisation, has a vision statement that says, leading the way in providing excellence in support services to the community. Now, their vision statement has three key intents in it. The first key intent is 
leading the way. It's all about leading, leading the way. Their second key intent is excellence in support services. So their first is leading the way in providing. Their second is excellence in support services. And their third is community. So you put those three key intents together and everything they do should be showing how they are leading the way in everything, how they are providing excellence in support services in everything and how are they providing it to the community in everything that they do. The Mental Health Council of Australia has a vision statement that says quality mental health for everyone. How many key intents do you perceive is in that vision statement? I identify two. The first is quality. So everything we as the Mental Health Council of Australia do has to show quality. We have to benchmark it against quality. We have to establish what the quality is. So it's quality mental health for everyone is the second key intent. So it's not just for people who have been diagnosed by doctors. It's not just for people who meet a certain criteria of mental health. It is quality mental health for everyone. Two key intents, number one, quality, number two, everyone. So everything they do has to be measured against quality, however they define that, and for everyone. They can't seem to be doing it for just segments of the population. And what does everyone mean to them? When you're looking at your vision statement, have a look at what the key intents are. And you'll find there'll be two, three, four, maybe five at the most of these key intents. Now, how do you know if they are truly key intents? Well, what you can do is take them one at a time and try the vision statement by taking one of them out of the vision statement and saying, does this represent our organisation if we take one of these key intents out? So, for example, the Mental Health Council, quality mental health for everyone. If we took the word quality out, would that organisation be happy with mental health for everyone? And the answer is no, they wouldn't be because it has to be quality mental health. However that's defined, whatever they need to do to ensure quality, no matter what they need to do to actually put quality on as a key component in their discussions, in their responses to government. And then if they took out the word everyone, so quality mental health, and again, that's not good enough because it has to be for everyone. And they've decided that is key to what they're doing. So have a look at your organisation. Have a look at its vision statement. Identify the top three, four, maybe five key intents of your vision statement. Or if you don't have a vision, you might have a mission statement. It doesn't matter what it's called. What are the top four or five key intents in your mission statement? And then test them out by eliminating them one at a time and seeing whether or not that makes a difference to what it is that your organisation stands for. So how do you use vision statements? Well, there's at least six different things that you can do with a vision statement that help you unlock strategic opportunity and improve the focus. The first is it's something that the chair should truly understand. The chair of the board should truly understand the vision. They don't have to verbatim repeat the vision statement back, but they should, certainly should know the top four or five key intents of that vision statement. 
They can use these key intents of the vision statement to help structure discussion and particularly to bring people back on focus if they tend to lose focus and get into telling stories or looking at pet projects. The CEO also can use the vision statement and these key intents to help shape the culture that he wants within the organisation, that the organisation actually lives and breathes what the vision statement stands for. The board agenda should have the vision statement on it so that the chair and other board members can refer to the vision statement to help them ask the right sorts of questions and to refocus their thoughts and their questions so that they are very much vision related. Staff meetings also should have the vision statement on the staff agenda for those meetings, again to get the staff discussing what that means and how they can have an impact from their point of view on achieving the vision of the organisation. The performance system and the key performance indicators of staff should reflect this in some manner. For example, if quality is one of the elements of the vision statement, well then that should be embedded into all of the work of the staff and should be actually measured as part of the performance measurement system. And then lastly, the annual report. It's very useful to have the vision statement in the annual report, but more useful is to actually explain how the organisation and the people use the vision. And then lastly, using the vision statement and those key intents as an innovation filter. Take all of the programs, or at the very least the major programs, or products or services that your organisation provides and run them through this vision filter. So how can we show in everything that we do that we are leading the way? That's is the Communicare vision statement, leading the way in providing excellence in support services to the community. So in everything we do, how can we show that we're leading the way? How do we benchmark to show that we are? How are we putting ourselves out as leaders? What are we doing to show that we are in fact leading? How do others view us? Do they view us as leading? What do we need to change to ensure that we're viewed as leading? This then starts to unlock the innovation. Part of their vision statement also says excellence in support services. Well, what do we mean by excellence? How can we show excellence? How can we reward excellence? How can we align with others who see themselves as being in the area of excellence? So you can use the vision statement as a very powerful innovation filter simply by looking at your current projects and running them through the key intents that the vision statements say are the most important. I hope this has helped shed some light on how you can use the vision statement, the importance of understanding what the key intents are. The words themselves don't matter, it's what they stand for that matters. And how you can embed that into the work of the board, the CEO, staff, the processes within the organisation such as staff meetings and the performance system and how you can use it as an innovation filter. This is Steve Bowman, hoping you've enjoyed this session of the Conscious CEO series. Goodbye.